the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Think about it. Jesus took our cup and gave us His cup. There it is. Jesus took our Gethsemane our garden of Gethsemane. And now he gives to us the garden of paradise. He says to the thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Friend, today you can have a paradise relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Abba Father, beloved Father, dear Father, 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 Jesus our Savior, Jesus our Lord, Abba Father, I can call God Abba, exactly like Jesus called God Abba. I have a relationship. I'm an heir and a joint heir. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The scripture says in Romans 8, 15, let me read it to you. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And in him we cry, Abba, Father. In him we cry, Abba, Father. You received the spirit of sonship, meaning whether you're female or Male, that has nothing to do with this passage that says sonship because it says everyone now in Christ has sonship privileges, sonship blessings. Back then, a son and a daughter, the son was honored, the daughter was not honored. But today, God honors, honors us all, all in him, in him. Praise be to the Lord. I had to write myself a few notes lest I forget something. I've been known to forget. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What is your true value? How would you explain that or describe that? What is your true value? Well, the cross supplies the answer. That's it. The cross supplies your true worth. Let me read it again. I want you to look at it on the screen. It is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. In unison, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now look at it. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Friend, we read over that like... Phew, 
On December the 25th, that's Christmas. No. What is the third Sunday of Thanksgiving? Uh, third Sunday of November, that's Thanksgiving. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. We, we just read those and say those things. I looked at that. I read it. And, and spiritually, it staggered me. God made Jesus, designed Jesus, equipped Jesus, who had no sin. Who on earth ever lived who had no sin? But he made him guilty of sin. Not his sin, but our sin. Imaginable. I could search the commentaries and read the scriptures and no explanation anywhere comes near that. That's beyond explanation. Why did he do that? So that in him we might become right with God. That's what righteousness means. So that in him. You can't be right with God without Jesus. Jesus is the one that makes us right with God. And here he did it. God devised a plan. Jesus and the Father coveted together in eternity past. Long before time began. I'm talking about things that you and I cannot even imagine. We can't imagine Life without a wristwatch, life without a clock, life without a calendar. We can't even imagine that. But even before that time, God and the Father got together and devised a plan to redeem us, to save us, to bring us into the family of God, into a right relationship with God. Why would the Father and the Son get together and talk about me? Thousands or millions of years before I was ever born. Talk about you. In Matthew 13, verse 35, the prophet, I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. And that's what I'm going to do now in this message today. Things hidden from the foundation of the world. But when Jesus came, those things that were hidden were revealed. And we know them today. But we're having a hard time for allowing those hidden things to get a hold of us and for us to get a hold of those hidden things. So I'm going to talk about those hidden things because I have the word of the prophet and I have the fulfillment of those words through Jesus Christ. Those things that were hidden are, 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 is the plan of salvation. Now again, verse 21, the plan of salvation how is God going to do that? How is he going to get me out of this world into that world? How is he going to do that? Is he going to send a jet? <laughs> How is he going to do that? But he's going to do it. And he says, God made Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us. God did it. God did it. How he made Jesus who had no sin. Why did he do that? Verse 21, look at it again, so that we could be made right with God. There's no other way to be made right with God but through that plan that the Father and the Son coveted together in eternity past. Now, thousands or millions of years may have passed, who knows, because this happened before time began. And then in the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. The day 
finally came that God now is going to implement that plan. Everything God does, God's going to fulfill it. And the years passed and maybe a lot of people forgot that God had a plan. But God didn't forget his love to us to bring us into his kingdom. And the time came when Jesus came to earth. The scripture says God sent forth his son made of a woman. I mean, these are staggering statements. (laughs) And Jesus came forth teaching, healing, forgiving, miracles, casting out demons. And then at about age 30, uh, he he began that, that miracle, teaching, healing, forgiving ministry. And then at about age 30, The time now is very near for him to go back to the Father. He knew it. He was right on time. (laughs) Somebody many, many years ago said, God's trains run on time. I want to run my life on time for the Lord Jesus. I don't want to be always trying to run catch up. I want to be right there. And I know I haven't always been, but God is merciful and he's helping me along the way and I still have a lot to learn and I'm still learning I'm still a follower I'm still a disciple as you are also Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website largocc.org there you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer including Sunday school men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. So Jesus knew that his time had come to leave this world and to go back to the Father where he came from. Matthew, Luke, John, chapter 13. So he takes his disciples into the Garden of Gethsemane. And then going a little farther, he fell on his face. My Savior falling on his face? That was an act of submission. He fell on his face. And then he says something like this that is so mysterious. He says, Father, or Abba, he says Abba, there it is in the book of Mark. He said Abba, referring to that intimate relationship that he had. He knew he had a relationship and he knew that it was close and it was intimate. He said, Abba, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Now notice, if there's any way in God's heaven and earth, don't force me to drink this cup. Don't let me drink this cup. Take this cup from me, if it is possible. He went on to say and remind the Father, he said, Father, all things are possible with you. 
If, if there's anything in your thoughts, in your mind, in the wisdom of eternity, can't you think of something else? Another way to redeem mankind. Think, Father God. Think, think. Come up with a plan. Do you know in Mark's gospel when Jesus said, if there's a no other way, if you'll notice, there's a semicolon there. Look out for those periods. Those semicolons. A semicolon means God never said a word in answer. Because Jesus knew where he was. He knew the covenant. And he quickly said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Friend, can you say that when you're going through a hard place? We want to say this, and we usually do, God, get me out of here. (laughs) God, heal me. God, supply. Whatever. But Jesus fell on his face. I mean, it's all about you and me today, this scripture. These are the things that were hidden, that were spoken by the prophet, that I'm speaking to you now. I'm just echoing the words of the prophet. He fell on his face and he prayed, Abba, Father. Now the the cup, what was in that cup? Well, I see grape juice or, or blood this represents. But three times the father put it to the lips of Jesus. The father himself walks over. Drink it. Jesus recoiled. He backed off. He ran away from it. Then he comes back and Father goes over and says, drink it. Friend, there's no other way for you to get to heaven or to have peace and joy in your life if Jesus hadn't taken that cup. Sin. If it is possible, the Father said no. You know why the Father said no to Jesus? So he could say yes to you. If he had said yes to Jesus, you and I would have gone to hell forever. Forever! But he said no to Jesus and yes to us. We sang a moment ago when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. I scarce can take it in. I can't take it in. When I was in divinity school, I had a dear professor. I think if I, I've almost said if I ever met a saint, that I have met a saint, that I see a lot of saints here today. But this man went to India as a United Presbyterian missionary as a young man. And he had a terrible nervous breakdown. For two years, he lived in darkness until God brought him out. And he kept praying Prior to that time, God helped me to understand Gethsemane. I can't understand Gethsemane. Would you help me to understand it? Well, friend, be careful what you pray. This man went into Gethsemane and sorrow and darkness in a mental hospital covered him. Well, God healed him and brought him out. And he came to the college where I was, the Bible college, I remember sitting in his classroom and him telling about his experience and how I sat there with other boys and girls, young men and women, studying for the ministry. 
And the tears just came out of my eyes. I couldn't hold back. That man had an experience with God. Friend, we talk about God. We sing hymns. But do we have any idea what an intimate relationship with God is like? I pray that it will happen to us today. Dr. Robert Cummings. How blessed. What a humble man. Trin and I lived in a little apartment over a house. An older lady lived down on the first floor. And that dear old saint and his wife walked up those steps and sat down at our dining room table and had lunch with us one Sunday afternoon. A humble man. Well, let me tell you the story. He said that, well, we know that diphtheria has practically been erased now. It's practically there is no more. Maybe there is a little bit, but it's almost gone. He said that the germ of diphtheria was taken from a child and a certain horse. He never told me the kind of horse. I wouldn't, I'd I'd have forgotten if he had told me. But he said a certain horse, a particular horse, that diphtheria germ was injected into the bloodstream of that particular horse. And he said that germ of diphtheria went into the bloodstream and he said that horse got sick. Not with its own sickness, but with the sickness of another. It wasn't the horse's sickness. It was an outside sickness that came in. Jesus didn't get sick with his own sin. He got sick with our sin. Well, the diphtheria went into the bloodstream and that horse's heart pumped all through that horse's body. The horse became feverish. During the night, the horse would stomp and sometimes the horse would even die. But if the horse made it through the night, then the scientist would take the blood from that horse and take it over to that little child and inject overcoming blood, victorious blood, into that child. Now that child's blood, human blood, is no match for diphtheria. Some of the horses, it was a match. When that diphtheria germ went in, the blood of Jesus, the blood of the horse attacked that germ, and there was a great conflict. One of them must win. And the, many times the blood of the horse won. And here is an antitoxin against diphtheria. Friend, you and I had sin in our soul, in our very bloodstream in our very life. There was no way we could overcome some of those habits, some of those thoughts, some of those dispositions, some of those attitudes, some of those ugly dispositions and attitudes are hellish. Friend, you need to confess, and I need to confess to the Lord. Our blood was no match for sin. Sin was our eternal death. We were dying in sin. And Jesus comes with his precious blood. And he takes that cup. Here's the germ of diphtheria injected into the horse. Jesus takes the cup of our sin and he drinks it into his own bloodstream. And now he carries that cross up Golgotha Hill. And that blood is being pumped through his body. There was a war 
Hell and heaven had met in his bloodstream. No wonder he fell. He couldn't keep going. But on that cross, when they drove the nails and they thrust in the spear into his side, victorious blood came forth. And when you confessed your sin, you had an injection of heaven, an injection of life, an an injection of redemption. It came into you. Not your life, his life. And today you have the spirit of God within you. Today you can cry out, Abba, Father, beloved Father. You couldn't cry out, beloved Father. You and I were of our father, the devil. But today there's been a redemption We've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. It happened in the blood. Overcoming blood. I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary. It's healing blood. It's redemption blood. It's overcoming blood. And today I'm an overcomer by his victory and his overcomer. And so are you. Friend, I hope when you come here today, you will think differently and you will pray before you come. And I will be praying also before I come what God has done. Think about it. Jesus took our cup and gave us his cup. There it is. Jesus took our Gethsemane, our Garden of Gethsemane, And now he gives to us the garden of paradise. He says to the thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Friend, today you can have a paradise relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Abba Father, beloved Father, dear Father, 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 Jesus our Savior, Jesus our Lord, Abba Father. I can call God Abba. Exactly like Jesus called God Abba. I have a relationship. I'm an heir and a joint heir. So are you in Christ. Are you ready to come to the altar today? All right, will you bow your heads with me, please? Abba, Father, so loving and so tender. You didn't require anything of us except confess in repentance When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That is all you required. The easiest thing in the world is to become a Christian. There's nothing we can do because Jesus did it all. And we give you thanks. If you're not a Christian, where you are now, Ask Jesus to come into your heart. The blood of an overcomer has washed away your sins. Christian friend, if you become a little slack, that intimacy is not quite there like it once was. Today you can get it back. Turn back to the Lord. Jesus did it all. He who had no sin was made sin for us. Now and all eternity, I will thank you and praise you for what you did for me. I didn't even ask you to do it, and yet you came and did it. Now I can believe. Now I can receive the plan of love. 
Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morse with a special invitation. I want to thank you for listening to The Healing Word. I pray deeply that you are finding healing through God's Word emotionally, mentally, physically. You can be part of the Healing Word ministry by praying and giving financially. Others need to hear God's Word and receive God's healing touch, and you can be God's instrument in reaching out to them by supporting the Healing Word with your prayers and financial gifts. Friend, I need your help. I truly thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus for your prayers and financial support. Go to Largo Community Church website, largocc.org, that's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org, for the mailing address and to learn more about the Healing Word Ministries. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Join us in worship this Sunday via live streaming. Go to largocc.org at 9 or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Again, go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.